0: This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM, 99.9 FM in Hartford County and on the World Wide Web at WCBM.com. Time now for The Veteran Show with Jeff and Laura Spetter.
1: If tomorrow
0: all
2: the things were gone, I'd work for all my life and I had to start again with just my children. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Veteran Show. My name is Laura and I am, um, it is uh, actually june 24th uh 2023 I want to say that first before i introduce everybody um i am a veteran and i have a friend here with me my friend joe he is a veteran and hello, you're part of the army right joe yes ma'am and then my husband is sitting here next to my in my left they kind of switched it on me today and we'll explain why that's switched around but my husband over here jeff
0: uh, hello everybody i hope you have a good weekend
2: and uh, the awesome producer, Michelle, is behind the glass running the whole system. So thank you, Miss Michelle, for all that you do. And um, we wanted to let everybody know what the purpose of the show is, right, babe?
0: Yeah, we just wanted to, our job here is, or our mission, or our goals are here at the show is to help all veterans. We want to ne- help them get through the maze that is, or that we know as the VA system and the Web of Veterans Charities. The ultimate goal is to prevent veterans' suicides. Uh, we want to we vet every uh, all the charities that we feature on the show. We want to bring on those charities that are doing the best and helping out the most for our veterans. Um, and one way we do that is we're looking at Charity Navigator, GuideStar, and we're re- re- actually reviewing these charities nine nineties. Because we want to, like I said, highlight all of those that are here helping out the best that they can and doing the best for the veterans.
2: That is true. There is so many, so many uh, charities out there. And uh, some of them are really awesome. And some of them are not so awesome. Let's just be real about it. And so we want to make sure that those ones that are doing above and beyond get featured. So we're very happy to be doing that and to offer that to people. Um, as always, we want to start the show with an opening prayer. So, if you could bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for a little bit of, I don't, I, not rain um, for us in Virginia, and then I hear it rained over here. But Lord, I thank you even for the rain because we need it. Heavenly Father, I lift up every single human heart to you right now. Um, a lot of us can feel that there's stuff going wrong, and uh. We want to turn to you. We want you to soften the hearts because it says only you can soften hearts, turn hearts to you. The more people that turn to you, Father, the more love that's in the world, the more we can emanate what you want us to be, what you've always intended us to be. So I lift everybody up to you, Father, and I ask for a miracle. I beg for a miracle and only a miracle that you can provide going into people's hearts, filling them with the Holy Spirit and turning them from their ways. Give us courage, Lord, give us strength, give us endurance, and give us perseverance for what's coming. I thank you for all that you do. Let people know that they are loved, and they're cherished, and hold everybody so close, Father. Thank you for your gift of life, and may you protect everybody. In your Son's name, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Well, thank you, Laura. Now, it was a beautiful prayer. If you want to call in where you can reach us here at WCVM at the phone number is 410-922-6680 or you can contact us via our new email address that is veterans that's veterans with an S dot show at gmail.com uh, There's a lot of if there is any veteran that's in a crisis, we know that you are. We want you to know that you're not alone. There's always somebody that you can reach out to. Uh, one of the one of the numbers that you can reach out is the Veterans Crisis Line. That number is nine eight eight, and then press option one. Or you could text them at eight three eight two five five. Or if you just want to chat with them, you can chat with them online. And just we want to emphasize that you veterans. You are never alone. There's always somebody there that that that's willing to help you. Um, there's some if you want to get some news from the VA, they have a couple sites. the The VA News dot is www.news.va.gov, and then for here in the Maryland, it's www.veterans.maryland.gov. Uh, most of these sites have a Newsletter that you can sign up to receive emails and with the uh, latest news from these different VA's facilities.
2: That is true. There is so much information out there, just so much. It's oodles and oodles. So if you want to keep busy for a while, uh, sign up for those newsletters and that will definitely um, keep you busy. And as my husband said, you are never alone when you're in that dark place. And many of us go encounter those dark places. um, Just always know you can reach out for help. Um, Either you can call here into the show or um, email us or like all the charities. Please absolutely reach out. Um, We've all been through it. So I wanted um, some of the announcements or news. Uh, We wanted to let you know that the man who stripped on the South Lawn at the White House during Flag Day, uh, he apologized. So thank you very much for apologizing for your striptease and inappropriateness. But um, the White House has yet to apologize for disrespecting the American flag and taking it out of its place of honor. So once they do apologize, we will definitely let everybody know. But um, I wouldn't hold your breath. And then also... Um, a U.S. Navy retired Rear Admiral, uh, Admiral Kirby, that has served 28 years in the service, he, um, he was getting questioned by a news reporter. And from the White House podium, he decided to say that the he didn't really like that how much um, rights that the news reporter had to ask questions. So, yes, you heard that correctly. A veteran of 28 years from the White House podium said that he wishes... That the News corps, our media, um, our right, freedom of press, wasn't quite as – or shouldn't have as many rights as they should. So, yes, he actually said that out loud. So if that ha- if an apology comes on that, I will definitely let you know that as well. Just keep your ears out for that. On top of that, uh, like I said, we have our friend Joe here, and he's from CVMA-40-1, um, which is Maryland. And you have an announcement for some an event that's coming up soon, right?
3: We sure do. Thanks, Laura. On uh, July 15th, CVMA 40-1 is having our, uh, actually our first annual bull roast. where We're also raffling off our uh, 1979 shovelhead Harley-Davidson. It's custom-built in Harlan Lulu. It's a beautiful, beautiful bike. If you want to find some information about this, uh, the fastest way is to go right to our Facebook page. You'll find us at CVMA MD 40-1 or the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association, Maryland Chapter 40-1. Or you can go right to Event Groove, and you can search us there at CVMA 40-1 Bull Roast. But either place, come in there, buy tickets, buy them early, buy them often. Uh, raffle tickets are uh, going fast, and uh, it's a one-of-a-kind motorcycle. It's amazing to see, and uh, the pictures don't even do it justice. But thanks for the time.
2: No problem. Wow, that sounds beautiful. Maybe you want to try to get a new bike? <laughs> <laughs> we need to garage first. Um, that is it an actual, like, full bull, like— that, like what do you like bull roast like? Explain. A, and maybe that sounds stupid to a, me.
3: It's a full on bull roast at the Lions Club.
2: That is amazing. Or, I'm
3: sorry, the Elks Club. I, can, I can't remember. One of the, of the clubs. One yeah. of the largest. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they've been. Uh, I, I feel guilty for not saying anything because they've been delightful to us. So hmm. or for us. So. Um, but yeah, it's a it's, it's the full on the full deal. Holy be It's good for kids. It's it's kid friendly. It's not a, it's not a biker event. It's a family event. So mm-hmm. it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting thing.
2: That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. My family does a pig roast every year, and uh, I can't imagine how big a bull would co- be, because I mean, our pig roast is, the, the oven for it is gigantic. That is a lot of meat. It's a lot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely go out there and support it, everybody, which um, actually is kind of neat. We're talking to Joe, and I, it's we're happy to announce um, Joe has agreed to be a, a guest host or a you know, fill-in for us when we can't be here. In um, which we super appreciate you stepping in. You have some great ideas and your willingness, and I just—you got a great voice for radio too. So you know, Thanks. we really appreciate you coming in. And your first time uh, running it by yourself is going to be next week. Yes, ma'am. You Excited? I am. Yeah. yeah. Nervous? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah.
0: We yeah. yeah. we we'll really appreciate it, Joe. My we really do.
2: We super do. So be kind to him and uh, call in and. Um, let them know your thoughts. But I can't wait to see what you do, man. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. Be so I um, had the opportunity to go to the VA um, uh, training for suicide prevention this week. I met a lot of wonderful people. Um, I Which one did I meet? I won't even remember. Um, I'll, we're going to try to feature some of the charities that I ended up meeting. But uh, it was quite interesting talking to the VA and getting training. Um, hearing about suicide prevention, and we've decided that we will be doing a show um, about suicide prevention. Uh, So any of these days coming up soon, we just want to forewarn you on that because it will be a little bit of a heavy show. Um, But we hope that people tune into it because we think it's going to be pretty good. Mm -hmm. With that said, let's see, we want to thank um, our... A uh, guest from last week, Jim Krigler. He was pretty amazing from uh, Warfighter Advance. I finally am saying that right without the ED. I kept <laughs> all the week last week. I was saying it wrong. Super sorry, uh, Warfighter Advance. But it, if you guys have an opportunity to go out there and check out that program, uh, if you know somebody that has post-traumatic stress or uh, you are somebody that has post-traumatic stress and you've just been looking for any help whatsoever and you're just you know, getting a lot of pills from the VA, then we we suggest that you reach out to them because uh, it's free for all veterans, and uh, it's one heck of a program. So I just, I hope everybody goes out there and looks at all the programs we've been featuring. Heroes Bridge is amazing. Um, that We went and saw the Rotary Clubs, the Flags for Heroes. That was pretty intense. So they had a whole bunch of different flags set up, and uh, we didn't get to hear the echo taps that they did, but uh, that would have been pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So, we'll get one of these days we'll get to hear it. We'll have to have him on or something like that. Hmm. How was your week, everybody? Joe, how was your week?
3: It was a good week. Yeah, this, this was a good week. Yes, it was. Thank you.
2: That's fantastic mm-hmm. to hear. I love hearing that. Yeah. Hmm. Baby, how was your week? It was really
0: good. I got yeah? a lot of things done to this week, so yeah. If we had a, in, in yours,
2: uh, it was good. It was good. I kind of cleared my schedule a little bit because I've been. Busy, 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 and I wanted to take a break, so I cleared it, and then it filled right back up. So (laughs) I did not get a break at all. (laughs) But uh, it was, you know, I can't complain. It's not a bad life. We actually, we're going to have a guest here coming on it in the next uh, um, block for Block 2 and 3, and they're from Baltimore Station. You and I went up on Monday and uh, met Baltimore Station, and we got a beautiful tour of their building.
0: Yeah, it was really interesting just to just, just to see their facility and see actually what they're doing and how how they're how they're um, how they're running things and it was really good. to Sit down, we sat down with them for a couple hours and had a very good good conversation with them, and uh, we'll be willing to show that share that with you when uh, coming up and when we come back from uh, our break. And so, thank you, and uh, we'll hear from you, in a minute. All right.
3: Now more of the Veteran Show on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and 99.9 FM in Harford County.
0: Welcome back everybody and this is the Veteran Show with Jeff and Laura. We have in the studio with us our guest uh, Joe. He will be our guest host coming up and remember if you want to call in you can call us at 410-922-6680 or give us a email at Veterans that's veterans with an s dot show at gmail dot com um, we just want again to again remind you if you are a veteran in crisis, please please do whatever you can to reach out to somebody. There's somebody out there that cares about you and wants to know that your heart is beating so if you need to reach out, call the veterans crisis line at nine eight eight and then option one or text them at eight three eight two five five or give them a chat online. We just remember that you are never, ever, ever alone. And without further ado, let's pass it off to Laura.
2: Thank you so much, baby. I love you so much. (laughs) And uh, okay, so as we were talking about before the break, uh, my husband and I went over to Baltimore Station. They are located in Baltimore. And they are a program that's pretty amazing. They um, are dedicated to helping male veterans who suffer from homelessness or addiction and or addiction. And their goal is to get them back on their feet, um, teach them, you know, skills again, uh, show them that uh, life is, you know, it might be hard, but they're going to get them up and working. It is amazing what they do. They bring in banks. They bring in uh, therapy programs, uh, the VA liaison. They bring in so much, and we'll get to that. But um, we sat and spoke with uh, Lillian Fraser from Baltimore Station and Kim. Uh, they gave us a few hours of their time. Uh, it was a beautiful conversation, which I truly thank them for. And on the line right now, we have Lily Fraser. Um, so, Lily, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, good. Well, welcome to the show. We appreciate your time yet again. Um, so we'd like to start with like, how did Baltimore Station begin and how long have you been with Baltimore Station? Tell us a little bit about it and you.
1: Happily. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on and kind of giving us this opportunity to chat about what we do. The Baltimore Station actually started about 34 years ago and it started with a group of volunteers just in the Federal Hill neighborhood passing out sandwiches And blankets to those in need. And they just found that a lot of the population that they were helping and serving and kind of working with were Vietnam era veterans. And so the program kind of grew from there. They uh, opened up a winter shelter. It grew even further into a therapeutic program and into um, a veteran program. And now we actually have two locations that we serve out of. One of them is an old firehouse, and one of them is a restored church rectory. So we like to find the beauty of the old and kind of make a new place for it. And I started with the Baltimore Station about a year and a half ago, um, just looking for work in the nonprofit world. Um, I knew I needed to find a place that kind of would give me the opportunities to make my own space in wherever it was and was kind of keeping up with their own morals and ethics. And that's just kind of how I found the station.
2: It is a beautiful location that you guys are in. We went to the firehouse, and they even still have the spiral staircase. It's pretty. It's pretty neat. And the they, you guys kept all the old doors as kind of a reminder along one hallway, which is kind of uh, interesting. How you keep the history throughout it. So, how many? Um, uh, veterans, can Baltimore Station help at any given time? And you said you have two facilities right now. Um, is that true? And then also I wanted to know um, how many graduates have you guys had over your um, the 34 years that you've been doing this?
1: So we have two facilities. Yep. One is in the Federal Hill area right around the corner from M&T Bank Stadium. Um, and then our second location is over in West Baltimore on Baker Street, And between the two, we can serve about 130 men at any given moment. Um, It's nothing glamorous. It's bunk beds and um, closets. It's designed to kind of look like what you would imagine the barracks to look like when somebody goes into boot camp. But it's what we call comfortably uncomfortable. So it's a safe space to lay your head at night. But it reminds you that, you know, you got more goals and you got a brighter future ahead of you. So it's time to kind of get that work in. Um, And then what were the other questions you asked? I'm sorry.
2: Um, Well, how many um, graduates have you had over your entire history? And then if you want, I think that um, statement that you said, the comfortably uncomfortable, why is it that you do that? I I find it interesting why you guys do it. It's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, so we kind of design it that way to remind people that, you know, on average, they're staying about nine to 11 months in our program, and we want them to be able to focus on their goals and focus on their future, and we don't want to see the Baltimore station as a forever solution for them. We fully understand that we are kind of a temporary solution for someone. We are a way for you to gain the resources that you need to make your own dreams possible. And we, we can't solve everything. We can't fix any issues that you're going through. We can only provide the resources that you need in order to kind of take control of your own life and figure out your goals and make sure that you can accomplish them. So the comfortably uncomfortable kind of comes from that it's safe, it's warm, it's comfortable, but it's not perfect and it's obviously not where you want to live for 30 plus years.
2: I think that makes a lot of sense actually. Um you're not over-promising or anything of that nature and you want people to uh, learn how to live again and enjoy life. That's what it sounds like, right?
1: Exactly. And it also gives the clients that we have in our program a chance to be a community with each other. So it might not be ideal to be in beds, but it does allow you to kind of look out for your fellow man and make sure everybody's doing well and check in with one another.
2: It seems really thought out, and uh, that's, you know, that says a lot about the charities when you find one that, you know, you think of about all of this stuff, um, and it all has a great goal, uh, end goal for it. How does a veteran apply for the program exactly, and do you only take veterans from uh, Maryland? No, so we actually accept veterans from anywhere in the country, so... Since I've been there, I
1: think the furthest we've had is Florida, Um, but I'm told that we've been able to get someone help from all the way in California. Um, So we'll accept anyone from all over the country, and it's a referral-based program, so we can't just have someone walk in off the street, but we do have an outreach coordinator. So if someone is homeless and on the streets, they can reach out to him, and he'll kind of direct them through the VA Office of Homeless Services and that's where they'll get then referred to us, and we have a really good connection with the VA. So if it's somebody that they kind of chat with them and talk them through what they're going, what's going on in their lives, and they think that they would be a good fit, they refer them right our way, and we get them the help as quick as we can. But if they don't think that they would be a perfect fit for us, then they find another program for them.
2: Well, that's fantastic. How long does it take um, somebody to get into the program from like the point that you refer somebody? Um, to them actually getting into the program?
1: We try to make it as quick as possible, especially if it's somebody that's reaching out directly to us. When somebody is ready and willing to accept that help, we kind of want to jump right on it and get them into the program as quick as possible because recovery is kind of a hard journey and um, one day you can be ready to take on those challenges and the next maybe you're not feeling as up to it. So we really want to get them in as soon as possible, get them comfortable and realize that the Baltimore State Station is going to be a safe place for them to work on their goals and that it is worth the work.
2: It does look like it's, you know, worth, the program is absolutely worth it. And I'm just impressed that, you know, you have people all the way from Florida and quite possibly California. That is amazing. Does this program cost anything? Nope. So we, um, we are charging
1: nothing to the residents of our program directly. And even if they have benefits like SNAP benefits, we don't collect any of that from them the Baltimore station is a place where you can focus on building back your financial needs and goals. And then when you leave the program, you kind of have that stability behind you. So we don't, we don't collect anything from our residents. We don't take any of their benefits. Uh, We really focus on giving them resources as opposed to taking any.
2: Good job. Um, I wanted to tell everybody, with, since she said that, uh, so we looked uh, Baltimore Station up on Charity Navigator, and we combed through your uh, 990s, which we already told you that we did, um, and Good. you guys scored at 97% on Charity Navigator, so that tells me you are doing something right. Uh, you're not skimming off the top. You're not trying to money launder or anything like that. You have uh, the veterans fully in focus, and I find that terribly, terribly impressive, so thank you for doing that. I really do appreciate it. Um,
1: yeah, thank you to the Baltimore Station. I, it's, I'm, it's an honor to work there. It's an honor to work at a place that is so reputable.
2: Well, you are doing good. I, I, to know that you go to work every day and you are affecting people's lives and the beautiful ripple effect that all of Baltimore Station is doing. I hope you feel all sorts of warm and fuzzy in your heart because you should. I'm really proud of you guys uh, for everything that you do. You Part of your program, while the veterans are in it, you have quite a few things going on, so we're just going to go down the list a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your case managers.
1: Yep, so we hire on uh, licensed social workers to be case managers at the Baltimore Station, and pretty much on day one when the residents come in, they're going to chat with their assigned case manager about what goals they have, where they are in their personal journeys, Um, as well as what they want to see for themselves in the future. They're chatting with them on a regular basis. You know, all of our case managers are in person and working there every day. So they're seeing clients, they're chatting with them in the hallways, they're making sure everybody is kind of doing okay. And they notice if somebody's not doing okay, and so they can chat with them. But day one, they're going to make sure that they have all the clothing and the basic needs that they have. And then each day moving forward from that, they're just going to check in and make sure they're completing goals, checking off lists, and getting closer and closer to that kind of graduation point where they re-enter the rest of the community.
2: That's always, um, it's good to have if you're in a low point of life to have somebody walking next to you and kind of helping you make the decision, not making, helping you make the decisions, but um, helping you talk about the decisions that you need to make and keeping you on track. I think that's pretty impressive. And along those lines, you guys also offer financial counseling, don't you? Yep.
1: So we have worked with um, a couple banks in the past to offer financial literacy classes. So they'll come in and, you know, some people have never opened a savings account or never opened a checking account. And they can kind of go through the options and what you want to look at financially in terms of long-term goals for even retirement and um, setting up, like if you have children, setting up accounts for them in the future. So it's a really good opportunity for them to look at where they are financially now and consider where they want to be in five years, ten years, twenty years.
2: That is cool. I gotta say, I mean, you're not just trying to fix today or maybe a little bit of tomorrow. You're trying to fix, like, the whole aspect of life and helping them, help guide them. Um, A lot of programs don't necessarily think about that. They just put the band-aid on it and then send you back in the world so that you guys are going that far into the future, into somebody's life is pretty impressive with me. Um, tell me about some of the, uh, daily classes you, uh, you guys have, and you have a lot of volunteers that do that and you were calling them creative therapy. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So we Monday through Friday and then one on Saturday, we're going to be doing programming all throughout the day. So a lot of our residents, some of our residents do have, um, occupations and jobs and appointments to go to, but we obviously want to keep everyone engaged when they don't have things to go to already. So we're offering different therapeutic classes different health classes, and a lot of those are volunteer-led. So we have a doctor who comes every Friday, and he leads a diabetes class. We are partnered with Hopkins, and they send um, residents out to come and teach about heart disease and the dangers of smoking cigarettes. We have um, partnerships with Annapolis Music Therapy, and they send music therapists to listen and explore the emotions behind different songs and how it brings up Feelings from the past. We have a drumming circle on Mondays, so Mondays at 9 in the morning, it is very loud in the Baltimore. (laughs) But it's just, it's all different kinds of things, and not everything is for everyone. I get a lot of complaints on different stuff, but as long as it kind of connects with someone, we're willing to give it a try and we're willing to see if it can help.
2: As long as it helps, just one is a start. It's always a good start. You guys also, um, I've heard a lot about different horse therapy programs, and you guys have integrated a horse therapy program into your um, the schedule too, haven't you?
1: Yeah. So once it started off with going, we go to Camp Putak up in Moncton, Maryland, maybe once or twice a year, and we noticed that the residents really connected with getting to pet and ride the horses up there. And so that's when we kind of did research to see what kind of horse therapy options there are out there. And we worked with Maryland Therapeutic Riding to send a small group of residents, I think it was about eight, up to their location for a few weeks. And it was, it was a really interesting experiment with horse therapy. Um, and instead of like riding and petting the horses, the guys were chatting about their emotions and going through different traumas that they had with these horses And it was a very different approach, and we weren't really sure if it would work, but it's definitely something that gave us a really good insight into different creative therapies and something that we're looking to try again this
2: year. There is something magical about horses, and uh, just once you're around one, I think everybody can kind of feel it. Um, They're just so... um, all well, gentle giants, really. I, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, it's they're just absolutely amazing. And some of these people, if they're from the Baltimore area or the city area, um, I don't even know how often they get to see a horse, really. So it's it's a whole different uh, aspect of life that is um, the therapy not only, but just showing them something different, you know, uh, and opening, expanding their minds. I think it's really neat that you guys have... Uh, well, Welcomed in a therapy session like that. I think it's it's probably beautiful to see them and their reactions on how they deal with the horses I'm sure
1: it is and like some of the guys they Then remember really good times as in childhood when they interacted with horses and others remember Kind of being afraid of the horse and then learning to overcome that fear So it's been a really it's an interesting process to watch for sure
2: Yeah, uh, I, I can imagine um Another part of your programs that you have p- bring in is the VA, and you have a VA liaisons. So if some of these uh, veterans aren't rated with the VA, uh, the VA comes in and helps them get a VA rating. Is that correct?
1: Correct, yeah. We are really fortunate to have such a close
2: connection with liaisons
1: who work directly with the VA, and they come to our location, meet with the guys, make sure that they're kind of getting whatever benefits they need through the VA, making sure they're getting whatever referrals they need checking in with them, and that's something that kind of we have learned that is not something that all programs like ours have, so we are extremely fortunate to have that connection, and when they are out and at the VA and working with people who weren't necessarily referred to the Baltimore station, they know our program, they know kind of what we're where our strengths are and what goals people can be working on that we can best help, so they know who to refer our way, which is really an excellent benefit.
2: That is a, a a huge benefit. I mean, I just talked to everyday regular people, and um, they, you know, are not everyday regular everyday regular veterans. Let me correct that. And uh, having the VA come in and help somebody to do a VA claim is um, pretty neat. And those are VSOs, are the VA liaison. Which do you know which ones they are? Is there a difference them? Um, I that I am not sure of. Okay. Um, I think we're going to hold you through the break, if you just hang on for a second, Lily, and um, we will be right back. Okay? That sounds great. Thank you.
0: 680 WCBM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Welcome back, everybody. And this is the Veteran Show with Jeff and Laura. in the studio again. We have Joe with us and our wonderful producer, Michelle. If you would like to call in, our number is 410-922-6680, or you can email us at veterans, that's veterans with an S, dot show at gmail.com. And again, once again, we just want to make sure that every veteran, if you're in a troubled time and you're in crisis, please reach out to somebody. There is somebody that cares that your heart beats. And if you need to, call the VA. The number is 988 988- and press option one or you can text them at 838255 or if you need to chat with them you can chat with them online but just remember you are never ever alone somebody out there cares about you and so well right, let's go back to
2: Lillian thank you babe um, Lillian I believe you're still with us on the line yes from Baltimore station yep still here uh, awesome good thank you um, so where we left off, I was about to ask you about, I'm still talking to you about your programs um, and the the stuff that is involved in the programs, and one of the uh, last questions I had was about the workforce development that you have. Could you tell me about that?
1: Yeah, so we have kind of tried different things all throughout the year. One of the things that we've stayed consistent with is using volunteers to help with resume writing, with cover letter writing, um, interview skills. And then we also partner with other organizations that can help with things like dressing somebody up for um, a job interview. So Sharp Dress Man will refer clients there and they can get outfitted with a full suit with all the socks and the tie and even um, a fresh cut for hair. And so that's a really good organization for when the guys are ready to go on interviews. And then throughout the years, we've kind of worked with different companies to encourage the residents with when they're finding jobs to find ones that fit best with their goals and with their needs. So a lot of our gentlemen are working through goals with recovery. So maybe like a bar is not the best place to be working, but then we kind of guide them in a direction that could be better for long-term goals. So maybe working in an Amazon factory or maybe working with the U.S. Postal Service. We've found really good success with residents that want to go back into jobs that are centered around – veteran services. So we have a resident who works for the National Cemetery, and he takes a lot of pride in his work. So we really try to help guide and do our best to make sure the veteran has everything that they need in order to best succeed in the world.
2: I like how you're working with other charities. You're getting, like, what we're trying to do too, you're trying to get all the other charities um, together, because there's just so many out there that can help, and when we all start to work together, gosh, imagine what we can do, and that you're already doing that is just really cool. Um, I wanted to, uh, also, about the resumes. I know when I got out of the military, um, it was just see a bye, and I had a huge problem with uh, writing a resume. And actually, my husband's CEO stepped in and helped me after many, many years. So that is a huge thing to help people. Because, I mean, in the military, we don't write resumes. You know, we have an EPR or something like that for the Air Force. But that's great that you guys thought about that. Exactly. And they have so many skills to offer
1: and so much knowledge that sometimes it's just a matter of using the right wording in a resume so that the algorithm picks you up and shoots you on to the next process. So if you just know what how to phrase things or how to put that things best in order that can give you the interview that then is going to solidify the job because talking with these guys, they, they know what they're doing. They know how to kind of let you know that they are a good candidate for your employment. So it's just a matter of kind of getting over that hurdle of a sea of resumes down to that opportunity to speak with someone one-on-one.
2: That is um, absolutely true. You have to beat the algorithms these days and that you guys have thought about that is, uh, says a lot about the program right there. So I'm assuming, assuming—I'm not assuming, I already know, um, you guys do have a board of directors, and I found something that you said about the board of directors very interesting. So you have to have at least one graduate on the board of directors, and currently you have a man called James, and you've, um, you've said he uh, has quite a story. So can you tell me about your board of directors and those requirements and James?
1: Yes, so um, just a little clarification. Yes, we do require one of our graduates of the program to be on the board. Our current graduate is actually Michael. um, James is our outreach coordinator, so he is actually working at the station, bringing the guys in directly, and he was a former resident as well. So when he goes out on the streets, when he goes to the VA, when he goes to the hospitals and kind of tries to promote our program, he has firsthand knowledge and experience of what it is, what it takes, and what it can bring you. So James, but he is not on our board. Um, our current board member graduate is Michael, and he is also an amazing human being. He keeps up with the board, and he's in there once a month with Back on My Feet, another organization we partner with, and he's kind of chatting with the guys every time. They know his face. They recognize his like the sound of his voice as soon as he comes in the building. He's at our events, given his support there, and he's His voice is heard at the board meetings, which is what's so important to us because we have always wanted to make sure that our program reflects the clients that we have. And so it's important to hear their voices and hear what their experience was because you can't just make decisions for a whole organization and not take that perspective into account, which is why it's so important to us to always have a graduate of the program on that board making those decisions and giving that perspective.
2: I think that's very, very smart for you guys to do. And James and Michael, I truly am sorry for getting that mixed up, but <laughs> that's mad okay. credit that's to both okay. of you. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, so I, I'm going off a little track here, but um, I saw some of my notes from we, when we met, and I just wanted to bring up. you. Um, your program obviously feeds uh, all of your um, people in the program. I, can you talk about the food program real quick? Because that was pretty neat. Like 50%, you said, was volunteer or donated. Is that
1: So we get about four to five volunteer groups coming in a week to serve either lunch or dinner. We do have a couple groups that do breakfast, um, but lunch and dinner mostly. And then about 50% of the food, the meals that are created are either those volunteers bringing in that that food, volunteers making a donation, or we have a lot of um, community donations that come from like the food bank. And that's kind of helps us lower our cost on food, in which case our kitchen team would kind of pick that up and then create a whole delicious meal that's um, healthy and that promotes kind of good health and body and mind. And so when we have volunteers that come in and serve the meal, we have a whole list of guidelines. Um, We're pretty flexible in terms of what meals you want to offer, but we do always try to make sure that we have uh, multiple protein options if pork is one of them. So a lot of our residents don't eat pork, so we work really hard to make sure that we do have a second option for them, as well as make sure there's always a vegetable because We all know that's very important to have at every meal, and then our cooks are picking up the slack for all the other meals, so we do three meals a day plus two snacks, and we have an amazing kitchen team that is using their culinary knowledge and skills to make sure that all the other meals are as fantastic as the volunteer-based ones, Um, and a shout-out to Patricia, who was kind of helping out in the kitchen earlier today, and she's probably still there today, making sure that all the guys are happy, and she... We recognized her in her first 30 days of working there because she already had all of their names memorized, which when you're working with 45 guys at a time is not the easiest thing to do, but she connects with them all. And so on a deeper level than just food, they're, she's making sure that they're heard and they're seen every day.
2: That's fantastic. Well, Lillian, I have talked to your ear off. We do need to take a break. Um, I will give your contact information at the next break, but I thank you for your time. Um, I thank you for Baltimore Station for all that you do. Keep up the good work. If you ever need help with anything from the Veterans Show, please reach out, let us know, and uh, God bless you for everything you do.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
2: Thank you. So we're going to go to break, and I'll talk to you in a few minutes.
3: Now more of the Veteran Show on
0: Talk Radio 680 WCBM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for the wonderful bumper music, Michelle. Uh, we wanted again, we wanted to thank all of our guests, uh, the Baltimore Lily for the Baltimore Station, and uh, for all the dedication and service that you guys are providing. Um, if you want to get in contact with them, you can reach them at www.baltimorestation.org. Or contact them at 410-752-4454, extension 301. Thank you again for all you do for uh, the the Baltimore station and the uh, surrounding Maryland area. Uh, Again, if you want to reach us at uh, uh, WCBM, our number is 410-922-6680. Or you can send us an email at veterans, that's veterans with an S, dot show at gmail.com and we can if you're in crisis please reach out to anyone uh we want to know or we want you to know that everyone that you have that we love you and you are
2: never alone yes
0: you're You're never never alone alone. thank you thank you
2: no problem babe
0: (laughs) and if you want to reach out to the veterans crisis line that number is 988 and then option one you can text at 838-255 or chat with them online and just please remember, you're never alone.
2: Yep, There's, we're always willing to stand next to you. Absolutely. Uh, we had a caller for a second, but they uh, hung up, but they did let us know what they uh, had a question about. And it's the veteran's suicide rate, which I actually now can answer more appropriately since I went to the veteran suicide prevention training this week. Um, so the last numbers that came in were from uh, 2020. They haven't looked at the numbers. They have not released the numbers for 2021 or 2022. And obviously we're not all the way through 2023. Um, it's interesting that they haven't released the numbers, but uh, what I find um, even more interesting is that the VA can't necessarily tell us how they calculate those numbers for veteran suicide. Um, we asked them how they find out, and they, like, it is it on a death certificate or something of that nature, and they they weren't quite sure. And then they also, a question was posed, do they count the reservist or uh, the guard? And currently, the VA does not count Reservist or Guard in the veteran's suicide rate. So while with the normal number, a lot of people say is 22 per day, which is 22 more than we ever want, um, we actually believe the numbers are much higher than that, unfortunately. And especially with the uh, world events as they've been going, um, has been quite rough on our fellow veterans. Um, so we want to, no matter what that number is, even if it's one, that is one. Too many, so that's why we give you the Veterans Crisis Line and the text number, and you can chat on the VA. You can do all of that stuff. So um, just know that it's uh, the dark places. um, They will end. This too shall pass, and there's there's help out there, even from this show. If you want to call in, leave your number with uh, producer Michelle or like my husband's been giving you our brand new. Uh, email address. You can email us. If we can't help you, we will find somebody that can. Even like Baltimore Station, um, you know, they, they're helping um, in every way that they possibly can, which leads me into my rant for the evening. <laughs> um, I find it interesting, and I don't know if you guys ever want, want to chime in or anything. When we're talking about all these veterans and all the veterans programs, And the amount of money that has sunk into the VA, um, it's astonishing to me that after all these years, we can't get more help for our veterans. Um, We have people pouring across our border right now, and they are being given free cell phones free swanky hotel stays, free flights to all across the nation or the world, actually, as reading in the newspaper today, they are getting flights across the world to relocate. Um, They are getting all sorts of PlayStations, you name it, they're getting it, even the right to vote in some places. And yet, we as veterans are still sitting here and having to come together to try to figure out a way to help one another when now our government has proved that they can come together with a whole bunch of 501Cs or NGOs and help illegal aliens, but why aren't they doing that for our fellow veterans? So I just, when you are out there talking to people, I would ask you to start posing that question uh, because if there is ever something to stand up for, if there's anything to unite under, it would be why are veterans not being treated as well or better than the illegal aliens that are pouring across our bat- border. So
0: just remember one thing that those that forget the country that forgets its veterans won't will be forgotten itself.
2: That is very true. So with that we thank you for joining us yet again. We ask that you come back next week for Joe's very first show all by himself. Uh, we love you all. God bless you all and take care until we see you again. Thank you
3: my brother my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free now this nation that i love is falling under attack a mighty sucker punch came